Welcome to Innovation Destination, the podcast channel for supply chain industry professionals. This episode is part of our Executive Perspective series, where we will hear from the C-suite of the electronics and manufacturing industry. Here's your host, Managing Editor of Supply Chain Connect, Tyler Fussner. Don, thank you for joining us here. And uh, could you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do? Well, appreciate you having us on the podcast. I'm Don Acri. I'm the CEO of Waldem Electronics. Waldem's a somewhat unique model in the industry in that we are a master distributor. Uh, we do not sell to end customers. We only support the distributors and make inventory available to the authorized distributors in order to help them sell more in their businesses. Uh, we lead with that every time because uh, the industry likes to classify us as a distributor, and as a distributor, then we would sell to all end markets, all industries and customers, and that's not our model. That hadn't been our model from day one. You know, we've been in business, this is our 76th year in, uh, in business. Wow. All right, so definitely a unique model, and uh, I would love to hear some clarification. Can you tell me what exactly is the master distributor model? What is the Walden model? Yeah. That's a great question. Uh, it's, it's taken all those years in order for this model to build into what it is today. Uh, but the business was set around, and there's a lot of parts in our industry uh, that distributors uh, really can't inventory the way they like to inventory A and B items. So there's a lot of parts that either the supplier, they've got a long tail of, of parts that they manufacture, they're good parts, uh, but they don't sell broadly in the industry. So it's very difficult for the distributors to know how to inventory that product. Uh, in some cases, it would be difficult for a supplier, uh, for a distributor to look at a supplier and buy and inventory every product that a supplier produces. There's some suppliers that they produce, you know, hundreds of thousands of parts, uh, but all of those are not sold to multiple customers. So the Walden model makes that inventory. We work strategically with suppliers on some of the parts that are not widely used. We put them on the shelf and make them available to the distributors. Makes it much more efficient for the, the supplier to manufacture the products, but it also helps the distributor that those products are available immediately. Uh, those products are the ones that when distributors place some orders directly with the factory, you know, for a thousand pieces of a part, it's good order, uh, but then the factory gets another order for a million pieces, uh, you can guess which one gets the priority. Uh, so that thousand piece order may get pushed out or may not be delivered as quickly as the distributor needs it. So if that product's available at Waldem, to all of the authorized distributors, it's on the shelf, the distributors can order it, and they, we can actually deliver it the same day. Uh, and in most cases, we're able to deliver that at a price very similar or almost the same as what they would buy it on a direct basis. So that's, uh, I'll say, the classic master distribution service. One part of our business that really makes us unique is that in many cases, we've got a part of our business that is excess inventory. Not obsolete, not old inventory, not end-of-life inventory, excess inventory. So in the, in the electronic component world, uh, distributors are given scrap or stock allowances from suppliers. Uh, the purpose of that is it's a percentage of what they purchase, 
uh, from a supplier, and they do that, the suppliers offer that in order to help the distributors with this inventory of them speculating to try to keep their inventory fresh. Now, it's not, you know, big numbers. It's, you know, anywhere from 1% to 3 4%, probably tops. But if you look at the hundreds of millions, billions of dollars worth of components, you know, those numbers add up. Waldem actually, uh, about 10, 12 years ago, went in and started providing a service to manage those rotations for a supplier. It's very costly. Suppliers are set up to manufacture products and to ship them to distributors. And uh, they're not equipped, really, to take it back. And in many cases, they don't have the space. They don't have the processes in order to make sure that it's good product coming back. Waldem, we've taken over and we manage that uh, for a number of suppliers. Our line card's about 40 uh, IP&E suppliers, not really in the semiconductor world. And we manage that, and what we do is we take it back, we 100% inspect it, and uh, deem everything that is sellable. We check date codes, we log date codes, we inventory by date codes, we make sure that it's in the original packaging, original labels, uh, and then we put it in our inventory and we make it available to all of the distributors. So what's excess for one distributor is not excess for the industry. And again, it's not old inventory. A lot of this inventory is, you know, a distributor had a customer and the customer had demand and that demand went away. Uh, so they ended up with excess inventory. But when you make that available to the entire authorized distribution channel for that supplier, uh, we sell uh, more than 80% of it, of it over the life of the product. Now that takes a few years. Typically about five years into it, we've sold 70% of it. And uh, so what we do with that, we get that product back in. We don't pay for it in most cases. In most cases, we take it back in. We do take title of it uh, and make it available. And then when we sell it, we uh, give back to the supplier half of the profits that are that we make on that product, selling it to their distributors. And then, you know, we keep the other half in order to cover our costs to ship it back in, the inspection, the storage, uh, and then our profits that are made on it. And what that allows us to do over the years, we've built an inventory that is typically broader for a supplier than any distributor has. You know, we've got some suppliers uh, we've got one supplier that we've got 67,000 part numbers that we have available to sell. Uh, most distributors have less than 30,000 of those same part numbers. Uh, so we can really help supplement and be an extension of the supplier and help the distributor. So that's a really unique part of our business. Uh, it allows us in order to have a very large inventory so we're not afraid of a large inventory because we're not paying for all of it uh, and, and making it available to the, the distributors. Again, nobody else really does that in the industry, does that service um, you know, for the suppliers and ultimately for the distributors. It makes that inventory visible and more available to the distribution community. Right, yeah, that's very interesting. And um, so how long has uh, that been part of the business model, have this excess inventory yeah, model? Yeah, the excess inventory model really started of managing the supplier's stock rotation programs. It's been about 12 years, 13 years mm -hmm. uh, that we started with the first supplier. Mm 
Uh, you know, we've given back hundreds of millions of dollars of recovered money. Because what the suppliers do is they accrue for those write-offs or that scrap allowance. Uh, and so it's a hit to their financials. So any money that comes back in, you know, they basically get the opportunity to recover part of what uh, that money. And it's, it's tens of millions of dollars on an annual basis for some of the suppliers. So yeah. it's, you know, substantial and shows in their, their financials over time. Yeah. So I'm guessing it's been welcomed with open arms with a lot of the suppliers you've been working with before opening uh, this service to them. Yeah, uh, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Typically, they have to get through to fully understand it. You know, and they look at it. Obviously, we're told quite a quite a few, quite often that, you know, hey, you'll never sell this. This distributor's had it for a year and a half and hasn't moved any of it. And miraculously, we bring it in and we sell 30% of it within the the first 12 months. Wow. Yeah. Wow. With this excess uh, program or um, this excess model, um, how had that adapted with uh, you know the overarching supply chain issues that the industry was facing at large through the pandemic. Was this, uh, were you taking on more? Were you taking on less? Did you, uh, were you able to leverage this um, through the turmoil that the industry has been facing over the, the past few years? Well, it's, it's like everything. You know, we, that inventory, traditionally, that inventory in many cases would have been scrapped. So it wouldn't have been available, available to support the industry, uh, support the distributors or the end customers. Obviously, with a supply chain constraint, we sold a lot more. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of demand, the number, the growth from just about every distributor. Is the distributors were doing I everything in their power in order to be able to fulfill the orders they had taken from their end customers. So our product is warrantied, authorized, like an extension of the factory, so it was the same as buying. So we helped the distributors bail out a lot of customers that either the demand went up or the supplier had, you know, uh, materials or supply chain issues and couldn't deliver. Um, so that side of the business over 20, uh, 2020 and 2021 was unbelievable, and the first part of 2022. Um, when it comes to the inventory coming back in, that it slowed down a little from some suppliers during that period of time. Uh, but you know, I'm you know not proud to say but this industry generates a lot of excess inventory. So there was still some coming back. It's picked up dramatically in the last half of 2022 uh, and you know, year to date uh, this year that a lot more inventory is out in uh, the distributors and at the factories in excess. So a lot of that's been coming, coming in. I've been with Walden a little over a year and the inventory has grown almost $100 million. Wow. Yeah, and that if I was a distributor, that would scare me to death uh, as Waldem and not having to pay for a lot of that. Uh, it doesn't scare me at all. We actually look at this as a, a good part of the cycle for us is that we build the inventory. We expect to have a half a billion worth of inventory uh, before the end of 2023 as, as more of this inventory is coming back. Yeah, it seems like a practical and successful resource that partners can leverage. Um you know, and kind of free themselves from those inventory restraints in a, in, in a way. Yeah, and part of the uniqueness of the model is Waldem is set up that we're a neutral party, so we don't compete, so the distributors don't have to worry that we, we won't sell to an end customer. We can't. Uh, our contracts with the suppliers forbid us, plus we wouldn't want to do that to uh, conflict with the relationships that we have with the distributors. 
But the way this model has been so successful is we do inventory feeds into most of the distributors' ERP systems to where they have easy visibility of our inventory, just like it was factory stock, uh, so that their people uh, know how to use it. They use it as an extension of their own inventory, knowing that it's good inventory, warrantied, and, and uh, they use us as an option. I mean, in some cases, you know, if you look at it, if a supplier, they've got a customer wanting to buy, you know, $20,000 worth of a component, they don't have inventory, the supplier's quoting 18 weeks, and Waldem has the inventory on the shelf. They can place an order, have it next day, and ship it to the customer, um, you know, very, very quickly, and that helps them win more orders. Yeah. Excellent. Looking ahead, what does the future of this model look like? Do you see any uh, expansions into uh, different programs, like with uh, the Excess program? Um, is there opportunity for any technological integrations, maybe AI or machine learning into your processes? Um, yeah, can you just tell me a little bit about what maybe the future of this model looks like? Yeah, if, if you look at it, the model, we expect the model to grow. I mean, you'll see us sign, we're going to stay within the IP&E technologies, uh, but the, the line card is still somewhat limited. Uh, and we don't plan to go into the semiconductor side of the space. There's some nuances of shelf life uh, and having product, uh, you know, I'll say storage is a little different on some of those products. Shelf lives on some of those products are, are much shorter. You know, so we plan, you'll see us, we've actually signed quite a few new lines that we've announced recently. Uh, Samtech, Borns, Recom. Uh, so we're, we're adding to the line card at a pretty fast rate, and we've got quite a few new ones that you'll, you'll see us make announcements. Typically, we make the announcements after we've gotten product back in to where we can add value for the distributors. So it's not when we sign the contract, it's when we have enough that you know, we can be of value. Technology-wise, this business, probably one of the biggest surprises that I had joining the company is the integrations into the distributors' ERP systems and straight through their websites also. Uh, we, uh, a lot of that's done, I wish I could say it was all through API, that's where we want it all to go. Uh, the truth is a lot of the distributors are, are, have set up their suppliers through EDI connections, so I, I won't call that high-tech or leading technology, but going APIs, you know, that, that the industry needs to go that route so we can get real-time interface, real-time visibility. So we've got a group of people we can implement quickly uh, from an API uh, and take orders via API. Uh, so we'll go down that path. Uh, we haven't used, it, again, this model's a little less complicated, but since we're only selling to distributors, and we're selling to people that know what they need uh, because they have demand from their end customers. So it's definitely less complex, easier than a distributor having to anticipate what inventory is needed. Uh, I definitely believe the industry, uh, from a technology standpoint, has to go the interface, the visibility. Our inventory that we have with all the feeds that we put out there, um, we get close to 15 million views a month on our inventory that is shown on our distributor partners' websites. And in most cases, it's designated as partner inventory uh, to where that the end customer knows that it's coming from an authorized uh, you know, partner of the distributor. Uh, and in some cases, we, we uh, fulfill that product directly for the distributor. With their paperwork, we don't know anything other than to us, it's a transaction selling it to a distributor. 
and then they just tell us, hey, don't ship this to our warehouse, ship this to this customer at this end address. We don't know what price they sold it at and do not care. We, we just know the price that we sold the product to them at, and we know that it needs to ship same day, it needs to get to the customer very, very quickly. Uh, so I think you'll see more technology in that uh, end of the business for Walden. Uh, you'll see more technology in our distribution centers, warehouses, like every distributor. Um, you know, when it comes to robotics, you'll see robots moving a lot more around in all of the distributors' warehouses o over the next years. Um, you know, I think the, the, the distribution and the supply chain of electronic components, you know, using the data that we have, uh, I think this last uh, upturn and then downturn has shown us we haven't learned a whole lot over the past years. Uh, I don't think we've got the data that's there, but I don't think we're using the data as well as we could. We're getting better at inventory, historically analyzing the inventory uh, and knowing sort of what sells. Uh, distributors are all pretty good at that uh, also. And obviously with us, we get to see that across a much broader range. So our data becomes really valuable, understanding the trends that we're seeing on components. And you know that helps anticipate what needs to be uh, inventory, but it's all historical. So the forecasting looking forward, which the industry grapples with, everybody does. Uh, we've got to get better at using the data to anticipate what the future is. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think the it's an exciting future to look forward to, and there's a lot of unanswered questions, but it seems like the target has already been painted. It's just understanding what integrations are going to work and how to deploy them successfully to get to get to those end goals. Yeah, and I think the industry did, you know, what we did learn during during the COVID and the, the COVID period of time and then the huge increase as we, I'll say, partially came out of it was that, you know, the industry has to work more together. Obviously, Walden and Neutral Party, it's a little easier for, for, for the distributors to work with us, but even the distributors working amongst themselves to with the end goal of how, how do we get product to the end customers who need it. Because uh, as you said, it's a pretty exciting time. There's not going to be less electronics in anything that any of us use on a day-to-day -day basis. There's only going to be more. Uh, you know, if you look at it, just the evolution of what's in your house or what's sitting in this room with us today, the amount of electronic components that are around us, and like I said, that number's going up exponentially. Uh, you know, it feels like every month, but at least every year for right. sure. Right. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So. I want to understand that the environmental impact that this Walden model has, um, managing this much inventory, uh, what is the outcome of that in, in terms of environmental impact? Well, think about it. This, this excess inventory, how, it was, how it's been dealt with for years, some of it has been rotated back to the suppliers, to back to their factories. And I, I talked earlier about how inefficient that process was. Many suppliers over the years of managing it and looking at the return on the investment of even taking it back, they no longer even uh, made the distributors return it. They issued a scrap allowance, and the distributors were instructed to destroy the product and get a certificate of destruction. And I ran one of those distributors, and it always used to bother me that I had to pay, and the, and the product was good. Again, it's not old product, it's just excess. But you get this allowance, you want to keep your warehouses as clean and your inventory as clean as possible. So I threw away tens of millions of dollars worth of components that ended up in landfills. 
Uh, and this model, that excess inventory model, think about it, that same inventory that, you know, was going into landfills, if we can sell, you know, 80 plus percent of it, we're keeping it out of landfills. We've kept, you know, I'm going to say many, many tons out of the landfills. We're really trying to get it down. It's pretty difficult to, with the weights of the product. We've, we've kept 3.8 billion components out of landfills by selling it through this model. Wow. We've had actually some of the latest uh, suppliers that we've signed to our line card. We've had two in particular that their final decision was not about them recouping money in, that they had you know, taken a hit to their P&Ls on. It was the environmental aspect of it. We hope to be able to uh, convert the tonnage into carbon emissions and be able to help and give both the distributors and the suppliers uh, data that they can actually add to their ESG reporting uh, long term. Uh, we're not close on that because we need the supplier's help. They need to be able to tell us the carbon emissions from having to tool up and actually manufacture a, a specific product, uh, and they're not there yet. We think they'll get there shortly, and when we get, we get there, then we can really convert it to, you know, I'll say carbon credit. Yeah. It's a, it's a powerful, powerful model, and uh, to be able to make an impact on more than one front um, is a business win-win, it seems, for, for all those involved. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Probably one other piece to touch on. I mean, a, lot, a big part of our business for these distributors, uh, the MOQ, we sell at smaller um, minimum order quantities, and that's a lot of our value to, to the distributors. Uh, so, you know, if you look at it, in, in addition to the, the you know, ma just making the inventory available, uh, many uh, suppliers have put minimum order quantities on distributors in order to try to make their manufacturing as efficient as possible. Uh, well, the Walden model, uh, we are equipped in order to sell at smaller MOQs. Uh, so a lot of the distributors take us up, uh, and instead of having to order, you know, a MOQ that may be, you know, 50,000 pieces, with Waldem, we can sell it in what we call a standard pack, an inner pack quantity that may be a thousand pieces or ten thousand. So the distributor can afford to inventory a broader range of product. They can also afford to make an investment in inventory uh, that you know doesn't break the bank for the, for them. So I think uh, a good portion of this value prop from a distribution side is just making that you know that MOQ available. We just did one with a supplier not too long ago, and it happened to be a new product that had never sold in the distribution channel. It had been sold directly. Uh, they felt very positive that if the distribution channel had access to it, that it would be designed in and would be used by a broad, broad audience. And with that, they came up, but it was a four-part solution, and the MOQ would have cost a distributor for this one never sold product through the channel it would have cost $60,000. Hmm. So they came to Waldem and they were able to, we, were, we invested in the, the, the MOQ quantity. We broke it down into much smaller, more manageable, and for a few thousand dollars, the distributors could invest in this new product and put it on their shelves. So, and they didn't have to, to cough up $60,000 in order to do it. So for a few thousand, they made those parts available we made them available to um, all of the authorized distributors. Right. Yeah, and it seems to offer 
a great deal of flexibility for those distributors in, in what they're able to afford and pursue. Yeah, well, it, uh, it's, it's, it's a great strategy for a distributor. And a lot of distributors look at us, and there's you know some lines that a large portion. We have one line that 70% of the products that we sell to distributors are sold in quantities less than the supplier's MOQ. So it's big numbers. Don, thank you for joining us, and thank you for your expertise offered today. It was a very insightful conversation. I appreciate you taking the time. Well, appreciate the opportunity. I always like talking about the Walden model. Thank you for listening to this episode of Innovation Destination. Follow us online at supplychainconnect.com or find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter to stay up to date on the latest supply chain industry news. Do you have any questions or is there a topic you would like us to cover in a future episode? Please contact us at editors at supplychainconnect.com. That's E-D-I-T-O-R-S at supplychainconnect.com.